You are listening to the Love Yourself Podcast, episode number 60. Welcome to the Love Yourself Podcast, a podcast to help you discover self-empowerment, self-love, and inner peace. My name is Jessica Maytang of jessicamaytang.com, and I am a self-love and empowerment coach for recovering people-pleasers. As a recovering people-pleaser myself, I have learned tools and strategies that help me tap into my inner wisdom so that I can be who I truly am with confidence and inner peace instead of the ever-familiar shame and guilt. And today, my life is dedicated to helping others to do the same. If you haven't already, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you know when the next episode comes out. As a coach, I continue to learn how to create the life I desire and manage challenges that come up along the way, so I started writing daily emails, sharing personal stories, examples, and responses to questions in the hopes that it can also spark something great for readers and listeners like you. If you'd like to receive these daily doses of inspiration and self-love and get reminders about new episodes, please subscribe on my website at jessicamaytang.com. As a thank you for joining the Love Yourself community, you'll receive a free gift, my latest guided meditation called Releasing Fear About the Future. So often we let the fear of what may or may not happen in the future paralyze us from taking the actions necessary to transform our lives. And with this guided meditation, you will learn how to easily detach from that fear and release it so that you can take giant leaps towards your strongest, most confident, most peaceful future self. Thank you for listening, and without further ado, here is today's episode. Hey, you guys. I hope I haven't scared anyone off from last week's episode. It was very controversial and political, and I actually really hate getting into stuff like that. Uh, But I allowed myself to go there, and I allowed myself to share with you guys the self-doubt and the fear that was happening in my mind as it was happening. So if anything, I hope that was helpful. So this week, I am kind of building on to last week's episode, and I wanted to share with you guys a couple tips that I've learned to help me still love someone that I care about that I disagree with. Uh, Family tends to be like the best example, I think, (laughs) because, you know, blood family, it's your mom, it's your dad, you want to love them, maybe you feel like you should. Uh, but for the most part, there might be someone in your life that you feel like you really want to love, but they make it really hard for you to love them and really hard for you to be loving towards them, uh, because you just disagree so wholeheartedly with their world view. Right? Okay. So an example for me is my grandpa. Uh, my grandpa is a bigot. He is, (laughs) I'm labeling, but just to give you a colorful, uh, view of who he is, he is a very kind, can be very kind, very, very affectionate, um, which is kind of uncommon for older Chinese folks. Uh, I grew up in a very, very affectionate family, lots of hugs and kisses, um, And he really likes to hug and kiss. He really likes to pat people on the cheek. He really looks, he likes to look at you in the face and look in your eyes and, you know, tell you to be a good girl or, you know, but coming from a place of love, not coming from a place of like 
you should be a better person. It's more of just like, I love you and you're a really good girl. Keep being a good girl. You're doing great. Uh, things like that. <laughs> and at the same time, he can also be a bigot. He can also be racist. He can be, he's very, very prejudiced. Um, and he can be quite mean to his own wife. And that can be painful and difficult to watch at times. And he, he causes a lot of discomfort in my family, especially in my mom. My mom and him don't have a good relationship at all. Uh, and my brother and my grandpa kind of have this shaky relationship, but I think he's also come to a place, um, uh, like me, I've, I've come to a place where I've just surrendered and just decided I'm going to love my grandpa anyway, because he's not, he has no desire to change and no compelling reasons to change. So I can choose to continue hating him and being really upset every single time I spend time with him and listen to the things that he says, or I can, I can be loving and accepting of him and just share my own thoughts from a loving place and let go of this idea of needing to change his mind. As long as he's not hurting anyone, right? So, um... Yeah, so my grandpa is someone whose worldview I completely disagree with. <laughs> my grandpa is a king of the black and white. He one time told me that my business of coaching other people is a... Uh, what did he call it? In Chinese, he's he explained it as, as this. In China, back in the day, there were only like 21 professions that you could choose from. I'm not sure if this was communist China, but there were only 21 uh, respectable professions for you to choose from. So, you know, like a cobbler, a scribe, uh, um, a butcher, a fisherman, an accountant. Like there's only like 21 specific jobs that are considered respectable and good. And it means that if you have this profession, it means you're a good person. Anything outside of the 21 jobs means that you're a beggar, a liar, a, a thief, or just an overall evil person. And so he, <laughs> he was trying to understand my business one day and he just blurted that out. He was just like, oh yeah, you, you, your business is in one of those other, uh, categories. It's in that other category. <laughs> And the name of the other category literally means um, a liar and a thief profession. <laughs> That's kind of like the English translation of it is <laughs> a liar and a thief profession. Because <laughs> he was kind of asking like, okay, so this was like, I, I was doing my best to explain it. And the only way that I could, I, I could explain it well in Chinese was to say that I help people with their businesses. I, I don't. There's a lot of, there's a big portion of people who are entrepreneurs that I help, but it's not everyone, right? <laughs> and so I was trying to explain, like, I help people with their businesses by changing their own mindset. And my grandpa is an entrepreneur. He, he opened quite a few restaurants in his day and, you know, bought restaurants, fixed them up, sold them, bought restaurants, fixed them up, sold them. 
Um, but he just couldn't wrap his head around like why anyone would pay me for my help. Because he was like, so is it guaranteed that their business is going to do much better after you work with them? And I say no, because it's not guaranteed. Nothing in this life is really guaranteed if you think about it. But especially not inner work and like the work that you're doing inside and how fast and how quickly it manifests on the outside, right? It's not guaranteed. It depends on how much you put into it too, right? It's kind of like people who watch The Secret and they're like, well, I wish I wished for a Ferrari and I thought about a Ferrari and I visualize a Ferrari every single fucking day. But after five years, I still don't have that effing Ferrari. So this shit doesn't work, right? So it depends on how much you put into it and what you put into it. So he was just like, yeah, that's kind of like in the category of the liar and thief profession because what you do isn't guaranteed. Why would I pay you to, to do something like this? And he just couldn't wrap his head around it. So I I did get defensive at that time because I was just like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) This is so uncool. I'm like your granddaughter and I feel like you like completely unsupport, do not support what I do. And on top of that, you're calling me a liar and a thief. Like what? (laughs) So I got really defensive. Um, So yeah, for like, for someone like that, how do you go and choose to still love them, right? I choose to love my grandpa. It's a choice. I choose to not hate him. I choose to not resent him. Um, And, uh, you know, like, how, how do I do that? How do I do that? So here are the three biggest tips that I've learned. The first one is to decide Number one is to decide to love the person that you dislike and to, and by loving them doesn't mean that you, um, it does actually, it does mean that you're finding some way to be okay with who they are, finding some way to be okay with the way that they think about the world, the way that they think about right and wrong. At the same time, it doesn't mean that I have to agree with it. There's a difference. Being okay with someone thinking the way they think and feeling the way they feel does not mean that I have to like it. I can still dislike it. And I can still love them at the same time. So for me, loving someone looks like accepting them for who they are exactly as they are. And allowing them to have their thoughts and opinions and feelings and validating their thoughts and feelings and opinions and also allowing myself to have my own thoughts, feelings, and opinions and allowing myself to dislike and to disagree with their thoughts and feelings and opinions. To me, that's what love is. And... When I can love my grandpa exactly this way by allowing him to be who he is and allowing myself to be who I am and allowing myself to disagree with him and allowing myself to decide whether I want to talk to him about this subject or not talk to him about this subject, I'm able to radiate love towards him. And in radiating love towards him, I am helping myself if you can think of it in a more selfish way my more selfish way and again selfish is just it's not a judgment of myself it's just how i'm describing describing it in a more like self-focused 
way. <laughs> uh, I am allowing myself to love myself more. By allowing him to be who he is, I'm also allowing myself to be who I am. And in this space of allowing, there's so much love that can happen. And hopefully from last week's episode, you can you can start to see how radiating love and allowing someone to be who they are and allowing yourself to be who you are and filling the chasm between their worldview and your worldview with love and acceptance the power of that can be powerful enough to help someone open their mind to accepting other people. Not that that is your agenda. Your only agenda is just to love and accept them as they are in order to love them exactly as they are. And by loving them exactly as they are, you can find your own inner peace by not needing them to change, right? You don't need them to change. You can accept them for who they are. If they end up changing, wonderful, great. If they don't end up changing, that's fine too. And that way you can keep your own sanity. That way you don't feel like you're being pulled in all these different directions from just a simple interaction with them. You don't spend the rest of your day feeling angry or resentment or hurt or disappointed or bitter. Because you deserve to feel better during your day. You deserve to feel good during your days. Yes. And I think that's my philosophy. Like that's what I, this is what happened after I decided that I deserve to belong and I deserve to be loved and I am loved and completely worthy of love exactly as I am. And I allow myself to belong to certain groups and I allow myself to not belong to certain groups. And I allow myself to belong only to groups that feel good for me. And by believing this and carrying this belief with me, every time I see my grandpa, he always says something. He always says something that's just like so out of left field. It's just kind of like, oh my God, it's 2019. I can't believe you're still saying this shit. By allowing myself and loving myself and knowing that I deserve to be loved, I can go into my interactions with my grandpa and still receive his love because a lot of the times when he's sharing his opinions and worldviews with me, it's coming from a place of love. And so instead of feeling bitter and angry and resentment towards him, resentment towards him, I am opening myself up to receiving his love. (laughs) he tells me that, you know, it's time to get married. And instead of getting upset at that, I am telling myself I deserve to be loved and I'm willing to be open to receiving his love. And I know that my grandpa loves me. And when he says things like that, you need to be married. You need to get married. I'm not getting any younger. (laughs) Uh, you need to buy a house. You know, actually my grandma's the one who's saying that, hey, you know, it's about time that you get married. You know, you guys have been together for a while. You're you're not getting any younger. You know, it's, it's time. Uh, my grandpa's thing is about buying a house. He's like obsessed with me buying a house. He's constantly trying to give me money for a down payment on a house. <laughs> and I could choose to see that and be like, wow, you were so old fashioned. I mean... 
I can't even sit still in one place for longer than a year or two. You're going to tell me to buy a house? Where the hell am I going to live? And he's saying, you need to move back home. You need to move to the Bay Area. There's nowhere else that you can live. You need to live in the Bay Area. And you obviously need help with a down payment because, you know, you need money. And I have that money. So take my money so you can buy a house in the Bay Area because that's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) Instead of seeing it that way, I receive it as my grandpa loves me so much that he wants to give me not chump change, but a whole fucking down payment on a house in the Bay Area. You guys know how much houses in the Bay Area cost? Like fucking a million for a decent house. Like he wants to give me the down payment on a million dollar house in the Bay Area. Because he loves me. Because he wants me to be safe. He wants me to be near him. He loves me. He wants to spend more time with me. If he can pay for a down payment on a house in the Bay Area and help me out that way, maybe I'll come home and spend more time with them. Because he loves me and he wants to spend more time with me. (laughs) And at the same time, he also wants to contribute to my own well-being and my own future. My grandpa is very much about that. He's very much about helping the people he loves to secure a good future for them. And I can take all of his words and statements and, you know, sometimes anger and frustration at some other members of my family uh, for not having a quote-unquote real career. And I can take that and be defensive about that too, but I'm choosing to see it as love because my grandpa truly does love that person and just wants him to have a secure future. Financially stable future. A happy future. Right? It's what grandparents do. It's what parents do. So step one is just choosing, choosing, first of all, to love the people that you do love and care about and choosing to focus on the love that you have for them and the choose and choosing to focus more on the love that you want to receive from them as opposed to the resentment and the bitterness and the hatred and the sometimes mean words and statements, Right? And in choosing to focus on love energy, you will be able to radiate love energy. And again, going back to what I said about last week, hurt people hurt people. So if the people that you love and care about, who supposedly love and care about you as well, are saying hurt things to you, they're usually hurting themselves. Whether it's from fear or worry, or their own, it's always from their own worldviews and their own stories about life and happiness and joy, and love, and belonging, right? It's all coming from their own filters around that. And people who are hurt, they just want more love. So whenever I hang out with my grandpa and I come from a place of love, you know what I end up doing when he ends up saying these things to me? Sometimes he says it with a little hint of frustration. A little hint of frustration. Um, like, girl, you're 30, like, you need to settle down, like, it, you know, it's time for you to figure your life out, kind of thing, I can tease him about it, I can tease him about it, and I can be like, well, grandpa, I can't even figure out where I want to be for two years in a row, how do you know I want to go to the Bay, to the Bay Area, and I can tease him about it, and I say, I see you all the time, every single time I come home, I see you, 
And when I'm living at home, I see you almost every other week. You know? And you can call me anytime. You can call me anytime. But you guys just don't choose to because you think you're bothering me. And I tell you every single time that you're never bothering me. All you have to do is leave a voice message and I'll call you back when I'm free. And I can spend my time and energy and love energy on you guys. Just because I pick up doesn't mean that I don't want to talk to you. I always want to talk to you. But I want to talk to you when I can fully attend to you. Yeah? (sighs) I love my grandpa. I love my grandparents. So again, always remember you guys, if you want to be an agent of change, the biggest agent of change is love energy. Just try it on for size. Experiment with this and see what happens. Now, the second tip, the second thing is to, and I know this sounds cliche, and again, cliche things can create feelings of bitterness and resentment. So again, I invite you to just notice these feelings. Uh, Step two is to understand that each person is a teacher, whether you like them or not. There's a reason why they're in your life, and there's always a lesson about love and joy and happiness that you can learn from every single person who walks through your life. And my RTT sessions are exactly about this. Every single one of my RTT sessions is exactly about this. Everyone comes away understanding that there is a different perspective that they can take from the situation. The perspective that they had taken from it as they were growing up was that they were hurt, they're not loved, they're not good enough. And every single person comes away from the RTT session realizing that all of these significant events that created so much hurt and the challenges that are happening in their life now can be changed. That perspective can be changed. In every single experience in life, there is a lesson about love and joy and happiness that can be taken away from it. So you could try asking yourself, what are they teaching me about love and being open to love and receiving love? You can also ask yourself, what are they teaching me about fear? What are they teaching me about fear and do I believe it? Right? Like my grandpa is always teaching about fear. (laughs) (laughs) people are always out to get you. He thinks people who are homeless are all dangerous and they're all crazy and they all basically should die. My grandpa thinks that anyone who isn't Chinese is second class. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. I mean, you can only laugh at these things, right? You can only just be like, oh my God, as long as you're not going out with a gun, grandpa, and like shooting people up. I can just... Just give you a hug and a kiss and say, despite all the things that you think about the world, I still love you. And there's no need to be afraid of these people. When we walk down in Chinatown, he lives in Chinatown, um, and we see a homeless person who has a cup out. You know, they're usually dirty or they smell like urine and things like that. But he'll grab my arm and pull me to the other side of the sidewalk, right? And I always make a point to look at that person in the face, in the eyes, in the face, in the eyes, and say, hi, 
or hi, have a nice day, something like that. And my grandpa will always kind of chide me for it. He'll kind of like pull me along <laughs> and be like, why do you do that? <laughs> and I just say, well, grandpa, they're people too. They're people too. And my grandpa will say some other things like, well, they're just lazy pieces of shit. <laughs> and I'll say something like, okay, well, that's your opinion. That's okay. And I choose to think differently. And even if they are lazy pieces of shit, I'm still allowed to say hi and I hope you have a nice day to them. <laughs> okay, so you can ask, what are they teaching me about fear? And do I want to believe it? My grandpa has taught me how to live a life of fear. How to live a life of fear and actually drive the people that you care about away. I actually don't even know to this day if my grandpa is aware of how much his daughter does not like him. <laughs> and then another question you can ask yourself is, what are they teaching me that I'm not loving within myself? Everyone that we encounter in life is a mirror for different parts of ourselves. If you see someone that you greatly admire, and our ego mind, it's very quick to say, well, we admire this person because there's so much more blankety blank blank than we are. But usually when you admire someone in something, uh, something in someone, it's because they are mirroring back to you a quality that already exists within you that you do not accept fully. Uh, jealousy. Jealousy is definitely like that. If you see someone and you're jealous of them, they're reflecting back to you something in you that is already within you that you are not seeing. And if you encounter something that you absolutely hate in someone else, that you resent, feel bitter towards, feel angry towards in someone else, they're also reflecting back to you something that you are not accepting within yourself. That you're not fully loving within yourself. And talking about self-love, guys, the title of this podcast is the Love Yourself Podcast. The love yourself, loving yourself does not mean only loving certain parts and not loving other parts. Loving yourself does not mean labeling certain thoughts positive and allowing those and loving those and labeling other thoughts negative and hating those and not accepting those and not loving those. True self-love is about loving all the parts the anger, the resentment, the bitterness, the love. And the minute you start loving everything about you is when you can start fully, truly radiating completely from love. And when you radiate from love energy, you invite and attract more love energy. Always remember that, right? Okay, so the first step was to choose to love the people that you dislike. Start making that choice to be open to receiving their love as well. And then the second one was about exploring what this person is trying to teach you about yourself. About love, about fear, about who you are, about what you are loving within yourself, what you are not loving within yourself, not accepting within yourself. And make a conscious choice to start accepting that. And then the third piece is... You can always, remember, you can always choose to love someone from a distance. 
always. And it doesn't always have to be physical distance. It can be emotional distance, right? Like from my episode last week, that was about detachment. Loving from a distance can be an emotional detachment, an emotional neutrality. I love this person and I see their thoughts and feelings and I see my own thoughts and feelings and I accept and love all of them. And I allow all of them. And I remove my own judgment of any of it. Purely because I don't want to feel like shit. (laughs) It can be that. So always remember that you can love someone from a distance. You can remove yourself emotionally or physically. And you can just observe your emotions. Observe your emotions to understand why you feel them. And sometimes doing this part can require some forgiveness work. How can you forgive yourself and allow your own feelings of anger and defensiveness? And the sooner you do that, the more you can love yourself, the more accepting you can be, and the more peaceful you can feel when you are in the presence of this person that you disagree with. You can also work on forgiving them. Forgiving them just looks like choosing to allow them to have their thoughts and feelings and understanding that whatever hurt that you're feeling is a hurt that you have decided to feel. Whatever hurt that you're feeling is a conscious choice that you're making or it could be a subconscious choice from past patterns. But it's a choice and you can also choose to feel and react and respond differently. You can choose to forgive and send love. Forgive and send love. Ooh, and this is kind of going into one of the next few episodes about Tonglen. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but it's a method of breathing in pain and suffering in your own, but also other people's pain and suffering and breathing out space and love. I think, it's, I think that's so powerful and it's so beautiful. Breathe in your own pain and suffering. Breathe in other people's pain and suffering and share out love and space. Love and space. Love and space. Okay, so please remember that the greatest impact that you can make on the world is when you are feeling happy and healthy. When you're feeling happy and healthy and not holding on to any kind of anger, resentment, or bitterness towards anyone and anything, that's where you can make the biggest impact on the world. In my humble opinion, (laughs) in my humble perspective of the world, that's what I'm choosing to believe. And therefore, I choose to still continue working on loving the people that I disagree with who I love, who I love especially within my family. And for some people in my life, in order to love them better, I've decided to let them go. Always know that that is a possibility and that's completely valid as well. And again, it always comes from a place of allowing. Are you allowing yourself to let that person go? Or are you not allowing that person to go? If you're not allowing yourself If you're not allowing yourself to let that person go, are you going to allow yourself to still feel peaceful even within their presence? All right, you guys. So uh, another episode that I talked about, I 
Ooh, another episode that I talked about, I think now, now the episodes are blurring together, but another episode that I talked about, about setting boundaries with love. Oh, I talked about in last week's episode, but I want you to remember that if you are having a hard time setting boundaries with love, meaning stand quote unquote, standing up for yourself and saying what is okay with you and what is not right? Because As much as you can, when someone says something hurtful to you, you can still choose to love them and you can still choose to detach from them and send love. And at the same time, you can still choose to think that you don't want to allow this person to treat you this way again. You would like for them to treat you a different way. I should say that differently. Different. Okay. (laughs) I take back that statement. (laughs) Setting boundaries with love means that, uh, hold on, give me one second. Okay, choosing someone, choosing to love someone that you disagree with means, yes, that you are coming from a place of allowing. You're allowing that person to have thoughts and feelings. You're allowing yourself to have your own thoughts and feelings. At the same time, this doesn't, This doesn't mean that you have to continue allowing someone to treat you in a way that you do not like, right? You are allowed to not like the way that they're treating you and you are allowed to express that you want them to treat you in a different way. And from experience, what can be the most helpful for people when you would like for them to treat you a different way is number one, not to tell them, not to focus so much on what they, what you don't want them to do. We're really good at focusing on the shit that we don't want other people to do. Stop yelling at me. You can't treat me this way. Fuck you. (laughs) Cut it out. And what we're not used to asking as human beings when someone tells you to stop doing something is to ask, well, what would you like for me to do instead? So you can still speak up for yourself and set your own boundaries as long as it's coming from a place of love. Because for some of you guys who have started setting boundaries, you may have experienced a backlash when it's not coming from a place of love. If you're setting your boundary from a place of protecting yourself, you can't treat me this way. That is so disrespectful. You cannot do this. Stop it. That's coming from a place of needing to protect yourself, right? But setting boundaries with love looks like, hey, when you speak this way, I feel this way. You know, it would really help me for me to understand what you're saying is if you can say it, if you can reframe it this way instead. That's super helpful for people. And honestly, if they truly love you, they would do it. Or at least they would try. They would accept that. (laughs) They're much more willing to accept that if it's someone who actually really loves you. (laughs) Again, none of these are absolute truths. My brain is going crazy negating my own statements because there's always a circumstance or a situation that also negates the situation that I originally was thinking of, right? (laughs) Oh, gosh. 
I hope this is all making sense, you guys. So if if setting boundaries with love is something that you struggle with and that you have a hard time with, I invite you to listen to episode number 43 called Setting Boundaries with Love. That's when I kind of talk about more concrete steps to help you set boundaries with love. And as always, I want to stress that no matter what, you can learn all these tips and tricks and strategies as much as you want. And you can read as many self-development books as you want. But I truly think from my own experience with my own stuff and my clients, the most impactful thing that you can do for yourself, the most transformative thing that you can do for yourself is to connect with your inner self or your future self. But it's the part of you that is completely peaceful and completely pure love and pure joy is connecting with that piece of yourself, that part of yourself, and asking for guidance from there. Because again, like even in my episode now, like I'm giving guys um, specific examples and I'm sharing the tips and strategies that I've learned to handle these certain situations so that I can still be the loving, peaceful, calm, confident person that I want to be. And my brain is going crazy thinking about all these different scenarios that could happen where you think, where you're hearing this episode and you're thinking, well, Jess, what about this? There are so many different situations that can happen in life. And every single person's strategy and solution is going to be slightly different. And you can listen to as many gurus as you want and learn all these tips and strategies as you want. But there's always going to be one strategy that resonates most with you. And in order to save time, instead of reading the millions of personal development books that I have <laughs> and that other people have and listening to a bunch of other people talk about their tips and strategies and trying them on for size, I highly recommend connecting with your inner self, your most peaceful, loving self, the part of you that is always calm, peaceful, and present, and asking for guidance from there because that part of you will always tell you what you need the most in order to continue becoming and being calm, peaceful, and loving if that's what you want to be. And I think for the most part, people... For the most part, I think everyone wants that. And again, you can disagree with me and tell me your opinion. (laughs) All right, you guys. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I want to hear your thoughts and your opinions and your perspectives and your scenarios. Like if you have a specific scenario that you'd like to share and you would like to get my opinion on it, I would love to share it. Hello, ego. Ego is like raising, my little ego is just raising your hand. Like, I want to share. <laughs> and if connecting with your inner self is something that you are feeling resonating with, that's something that you are wanting to explore more, that's something that I can help with as well. So I invite you to check out the show notes for today uh, in the bottom of the show notes. Drop me a comment. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, the show notes are in the description for this episode. It should be jessicamaytang.com slash show notes slash 60. And of course, on my website, if you look at the top 
button there. There's a button that says work with me and on the work with me page, you can click on any of the yellow buttons and schedule a consultation call. If you are someone who is ready to transform some of these old beliefs about these old beliefs that create a lot of resentment and challenge and resistance within you and you're wanting to tap into your own inner wisdom for guidance instead of devouring more personal development works and tips and strategies and feeling despair because you feel like none of them are working. All right, you guys, I'm excited to hear from you. Thank you as always for listening and until next time. Bye for now. Bye.